Hi, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, My Broken Hallelujah. I'm Missy Reed. On today's episode, I thought we would just kind of pick up where we left off. I know if it's your first time here, I would encourage you to go back one podcast and listen to the one about walking the narrow path, just so you have a reference point of where we're starting here. So anyway, I'm still (laughs) on the narrow path. I'm still walking some things out. So I thought I would kind of give you guys an update and, you know, kind of like to see how you guys are doing. Those of us that the Lord has called into the refiner's fire or to walk the narrow path with him, to not give up when it's hard, when he is focusing in on the things that you carry, that he wants to heal you from and really kind of remove from your heart because it's kind of a place that you retreat to that you use as a protection or comfort that's not of him, especially if you deal with any kind of childhood abuse or anything like that. Doesn't even have to necessarily be childhood, any type of abuse in your past. So it's it's been a it's been a journey. I think the last podcast was about a week and a half ago and it's it's been hard. I, I've had a, a few days where boy it was it was tough. You know, the Lord was really calling out something and a person and said, You really need to forgive this person. And there's a history, of course, with this person and I really, I didn't know how to do that because it's a form of protection to keep this person at arm's length, to keep this, this relationship or this past just as a forefront in my own heart to keep them at a distance. And it was really hard. You know, it was hard when the Lord said, you have got to forgive and let this person go and and learn to give it all to me because life is life and you know people will hurt you they will disappoint you you will hurt people you will disappoint people and the key to it all is really being quick to forgive and not carry offense. And this offense that I carried went back years. It wasn't just one thing that this person had done. It's been years in the making. And while they have asked for forgiveness, I wasn't necessarily giving it on the surface, of course. And in my mind, I knew all the things I was supposed to say and do but my heart just wasn't there because the truth be told, I really kind of just didn't like this person. And that's not a good place to be. (laughs) So when the Lord really started bringing this up to me, and I mentioned in the last podcast that the Lord has told me to fast in a way that is very specific to me and very kind of tuned in to what he's also trying to do. So by bringing all of this up, all this negative emotion, I couldn't use food as a comfort. And that was 
shocking to me how much I wanted to turn to food, how I wanted to stuff these feelings so I wouldn't feel them anymore. And then that became a whole nother kind of conversation between the Lord and I that at that moment, I realized I have been using food as a comfort for so many years that I'd actually kind of taken the ability to cope with the hard emotions away from myself. I'm, I'm having to learn, relearn how to deal with negative heartbreak emotions. And it's been hard. It's been really hard. And I, I will say I did not turn to food. Thankfully, I have been on this, this fast and this eating plan for about three weeks. So that was kind of already set. I wanted to so, so bad, but I knew that I also wanted to do what the Lord was calling me to do. So I really, I had to pray and tell him, you know, Lord, I have all of these emotions that I don't know what to do with. I don't know how to make it feel better. I feel like there's an elephant setting on my chest. Sometimes these feelings, these negative feelings, this heartbreak is so strong. It's like waves just hitting me. And he began to remind me of the things that my counselor had told me to do way at the beginning when I started going through all of my memories of abuse and trauma. And that was to write, to write everything down. You can form it in a letter or you can just pour your emotions out and you need to write it in a way that no one will ever read it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's not to be edited. It's not to be perfect. You can choose to either keep them or shred them. It's completely up to you, but it On that paper, you can put your true feelings and your true emotions and let it out. And so I did that. And that helped tremendously. And I personally um, don't keep my letters. I shred them. I, you know, I just think that once you've processed that, you need to completely release it. There's no need to find a notebook later and rehash that. So I don't, I don't keep mine. I, I get rid of my, my letters that I write to personal people, notes to the Lord or scriptures and stuff like that. Of course I keep, um, and even the memories that I had to process and work through, I kept all those notebooks because I knew I would have to reference them from time to time just to get like dates. I have never lost. Once I got the memory, that's never gone. I I still remember it vividly, but sometimes dates and years kind of overlap. You know, all this happened a very long time ago (laughs) from the time I was eight to the time I was 12. And has been a while. So all that to say, it's been quite the week and a half. One thing I do also want to point out here, one of the other things that the Lord really emphasized to me was to start walking every morning. And that has really helped it. You know, it it releases some things that also your endorphins kick in and 
it helps with just overall weight loss and just feeling better about yourself. However, in Oklahoma, we are having the last little bit of summer and our lows are in the eighties. <laughs> so I'm sure the extra sweating and, and how hot I am by the time we reach a mile and a half is will also take your mind off things because at that point you're just, it's just hot and it's just miserable. Luckily I have a friend that will go with me who, you know, we always have funny, good conversations as we're, as we're walking and, and just makes it a little bit more tolerable. So I'm, I'm ready for fall because the walking and the cardio, all of that, you know, that, that doesn't get to stop when I have processed everything and, and able to release this person. So I'm ready. And then my friend and I, we, and my husband, we also, when it's, fall and winter, we go and do uh, dirt trails, my husband mountain bikes, and my friend and I will walk run the regular the trails, the hills and the trees and all of that, that also just does something for you mentally to be out there in nature. It's if you have any type of that around you, I would highly, highly encourage you to do that. During the fall and winter here in Oklahoma, we have ticks and snakes and horse flies and all the things I'm just not interested in entertaining during the summer. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to check in and let you know kind of where I'm at. I'm still processing. I'm not all the way there yet. I'm definitely learning things that, about myself. I'm learning that God is always there, even though it's really, really hard even when you're not even sure how to let go of the feelings, how to move into forgiveness, how to process the, the, the rejection, excuse me, and the abandonment that this person did actually cause. So it, it's been hard. I will say one of the scriptures that I kept hearing going over and over in my mind was Psalms 23. And the particular verse that stuck out to me was verse four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And if I'm being honest, I kind of felt like I was in the valley of the shadow of death. And it felt horrible, horrible. I, I don't like being here at all. But I know if I don't walk through this valley, that this can and will be a landing spot for the enemy eventually. And I don't want that. And I want to be free. Gosh, who doesn't want to be free? Who does not want to just be able to walk in that, to be able to absolutely release somebody and yourself from that tide, that heaviness that keeps you down. Nobody wants to continually walk in that, really. People will say, oh, I, I like being angry. I like being this. I like being that. But the truth is they don't. If you really listen to the conversations that they're having, 
the anger is a lot of times the root of their problem and it makes it hard to keep relationships going and they will always complain about not being able to sustain that and you just have to pray that the Lord will show them that it's their anger or if maybe there is a a time that presents itself and you can speak to these people in love that maybe their anger has something to do with that. But a lot of times that really kind of needs to come from them and maybe the Lord or someone who's not as close to you or them to tell them, which really kind of leads me to the other scripture that I got while I was going through this, and it was really a cross-reference to Psalms 23, and it's Luke 179, and it's talking about Jesus, uh, John the Baptist, you know, paving the way for Jesus to come and to shine the light uh, on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide their feet into peace. And when I first read that scripture, what stuck out to me the most was people living in the shadow of death. You're, according to Psalms 23, we're supposed to walk through it. We're not supposed to stay there. And a lot of times I felt feel like myself included, that we get stuck there because all of these things are have happened to us. The people that hurt us aren't asking for forgiveness, or they have, and we just can't bring ourselves to forgive them. And the same scenario plays over and over and over in your head with all the things that they had done, and then the end ultimately rejecting you and or abandoning you, hurting you, abusing you. Understand, I'm not saying if someone abused you that you need to have any type of relationship with them at all. At all, I do not believe that unless the Lord's specifically telling you different, like a Joyce Meyer situation. And if you don't know anything about that, I would encourage you to look and how she had to forgive her father for sexually abusing her and also have something to do with him later on in life. But that was a complete God thing. So don't, it needs to be a complete God thing if that is what he's telling you to do. But back to Luke 179, the more I read it, And the more I looked at it and the more that I was just really blown away by all of this was the word into. It's not that he guides our feet onto the path of peace. It's into the path of peace. It's he's putting you on the journey. He's shining a light on you, your hurt, and that you're stuck here. He's shining this light on all of this. So he, this is all to put you onto, into the path of peace. It's a process. It's a, it's a journey. It's like a highway. And that's exactly what this means that it's, you're going really kind of 
against and going backwards, but not really. Does that make sense? Like he's taking you show, he's not taking the situation as far as like your abuse or anything in your past. He can't take that away. It's already happened, but he can take you out of that and put you on into peace, peace into peace. That just blows me away. He's not just putting you onto the the path of peace. He's putting you into it. So you are literally in his peace. It's just a process. For me, it helped. It helped to trust, to know, you know what? I'm in his peace. Even though this feels awful and I want to go and eat a whole thing of lemon Oreo cookies. (laughs) That is not an option. I am promised the peace of God. I am promised that he will give that to me, put that on and all of that. And I'm going to trust that. And I'm going to take him at his word and know that while I did get stuck in the valley and the shadow of death, I don't have to stay here. He's come to take me out of that. And I find that to be absolutely beautiful. Psalms 107, 14 says that he brought them out of the darkness and the deepest gloom and broke away their chains. I'm clinging to that promise because I'm still walking it out. I'm a lot better than I was last week. I tried to sit down and do a podcast last week and it, it wasn't, it wasn't happening. (laughs) I, I could record, but it came out to be very harsh and not really, I just could never, I guess, sit down and, and publish it or never really, it just was too, I don't know. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it just wasn't right. So I'm in a better place this week still processing it. I'm still walking it through. I'm still writing my letters. I'm still seeing my counselor. I'm still trusting. I'm still not eating junk. I'm still doing cardio. And I still know that I'm going to make it through the other side because my heart of hearts desires to be more like Jesus to walk through this fire, to be his hands, his feet, his face. And I can't do that if I can't truly forgive and release. And that's where I'm at. That's where my prayer is. Lord, make me more like you. I love you so much. And I want you so much that I don't even love my own life unto death that I would rather go through this as hard as it is to lose you, my salvation, and everything that you have for me. I'm tired of being tormented by the enemy, by this situation, and that door is closed. So if you're going through it, maybe you're having to walk it out and you feel like, You're not being a very good Christian because it's taken you a while. 
If your heart is truly trying to process and forgive and move on and release this person, the Lord knows that he's with you. Keep moving forward. Don't let anyone tell you where you should be in the process. Don't get stuck in the valley of the shadow of death. Keep moving forward. If all you can do is say, I choose this day to forgive them. And if you have to say that a hundred times, say it a hundred times. If you have to be like me and say, no, Lord, I'm going to find a way through this and I'm going to trust the process. Maybe do what I'm doing. Write your letters. I wouldn't suggest mailing them. I would suggest tearing them up. That's just me. You have to do what you need to do, what you feel like the Lord is speaking for you to do. But know that Jesus is with you. He is working to put you into the path of peace. He's looking to shine that light on that valley, and he will. We're in it together. We will get there. We will get freedom from this, and we will be able to close the door forever. The Lord says he closes door that no man or spirit can open. And I believe that for all of us. Anyway, I just want to do a quick check-in. We've got a, a little birthday celebration we have to go to this afternoon, so I need to hop off here and get ready. Know that I love you guys. I'm praying for you. I speak peace unto you, into your heart, into your mind, that you are of one mind and you live in peace, that you do not have a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. That just as that word into suggest that you are going against, that you are backed out of the valley of shadow of death, and that you are of one mind. That is what that word means in that, in that scripture. I love you. I'm praying for you. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.